for Love Radio. This is your host and love coach, Nikki Lee. Now, today we're going to talk to a coach from Canada. So we're, we're going intercontinental, well, intercontinent today. So I'd like to welcome Coach Roman Marinoff. How are you doing today, Roman? Hi, Nikki. Thank you so much for having me today. Um, yeah, I'm glad to be with you today and uh, I hope to share to share a great conversation with you. Awesome. I love getting different perspectives and different experiences and we're we're gonna share some, some interesting insights and I you know it's interesting that most everybody I have on the show is sharing insights from their personal experiences and from looking over your information it looks like you you got into coaching a lot because of your experiences so it's um it's going to be an interesting show we're going to share some neat things so it says that that you trained in a training program um of tony robbins tell us a little bit about that okay yeah so well, what i did was taking his program from July last year to around the end of March this year. And this okay. is a life coaching program. It's called Core 100. He created it together with Chloe Madonna's and Mark and Magalipatia. So it consists of, of 16 modules and they are basically videos with Tony and a lot of other additional materials created by other people. Okay. And um, the the certificate that I got from them, it says that I, I went through 100 hours of training, and I'm a life coach. All right. Now, before that, you had a translation company in Russia. So, That's right. All right. So Russian to English or Russian to a variety of other languages? Yeah, it was more like a variety of languages, mostly into whatever language into Russian, like German, okay. or Ukrainian, English, French, into Russian. Okay. One one of my, my good friends is Ukrainian, and it's it's funny, whenever I go to have my hair done, um, everybody speaks either Spanish or, or Ukrainian when I'm in there, and I told her I feel like I'm in a foreign country every time I get my hair done. <laughs> yeah. I told her I said that or she doesn't trust me. She just won't speak English around me. One of the two. I'm not sure which. So, right. So, yeah, it's actually I, I find it rude when people talk another language, like in the presence of a person who doesn't understand that language. Well, every everybody else, all the people that work for her speak other languages, and most of her clients do. I'm one of the only English speaking, or people that only speaks English that go there. So, but okay. it's. 
I, I feel very continental when I go to have my hair done. So it's uh it's interesting. And and even after all these years I haven't picked up anything. I, I still don't know what she's talking about. So. <laughs> all right. But, but I just I just go to relax and be pampered and get my hair done. <laughs> so it, it says you're a fan of self improvement and have been for more than ten years and so you bring your best ideas to your clients. Do you find that that going through self improvement things yourself and and kind of trial and error and that kind of thing gives you a wide variety of um, examples and information and tools to bring to your clients? Absolutely. You know, it's like with dating skills. I after um, after I had had my divorce, I had to put myself out there, and because I didn't know anything about dating, really. <laughs> even though I had been in a marriage. So I had to learn. That was like the first component. And the second component was actually testing everything on myself. So now I'm able to to be more relatable for my for my clients. Because exactly. I, I actually yeah, I actually practice everything that I teach now. Right. Well I that's like on here I use a lot of examples out of out of things that I've personally done, and I cover a lot of topics that hit very close to home, and and give examples out of things that I've done, and even even when sometimes it's it's a topic that's that's tough for me to talk about, but I and I and I tell the listeners that it's very personal to me, and that it you know this this is something that I've. I've done personally or I've overcome personally because I think that's that's so helpful for people to know it's not just something I studied or just something I read about or just I heard about it because I think it's I think it helps them to know you know I've I've been there I've done that you know I I do understand what you're going through what do you think about that this I couldn't agree more I, I do believe that stories are a very, very powerful tool when it comes to coaching because, yeah, it helps people relate to you and they also feel that uh, you are, you have like, you're equipped to understand them really, really right. deeply. Right. Well, that's like when you're, when you're going through a really hard situation. You know, and the person goes, "Oh, I understand." And you're sitting there going, "No, you don't. You know, you couldn't possibly." You know, you know, and it's you, you, you can under, you could appreciate that they're trying to understand. Like when you're going through some real big, like health crisis kind of thing, you yes. know, and you know, on a certain level. I mean, I I went through something that only three percent of people survive, and wow. I could. I could un- I could appreciate that people were trying to understand, but they they meant well, okay. But I I knew from from what I was going through and what I was being told by the doctors and what I was researching, there was just no way in hell that they really did understand. And over okay. the last five years, I I really came to understand that they didn't they didn't get it by any stretch of the imagination. But I'm, I'm like, okay, but but appreciate that they're trying, you know, that kind of thing. Yes. You know, but, but when a person really has gone through what you're going through, it, it just it just helps. 
You know, it just helps when a person can, and even when, even when you can just share some little insight that tells the person, hey, they do get it. They do understand what I'm going through. You know, and there are little, little keywords you can tell the person, and there are little experiences you can share that it just registers, and you can, you can see it in their face, you can hear it in their voice, and they're like, oh, they do get it. They do understand, you know? And don't you just love when, like, if you're talking to them on the phone or you're in person and you, you just hear that expression in their voice, they're like, they, they, un, they, they know I do get it. They knew I understand kind of thing. Yes, yes, exactly. And the, the, uh, I've been reading a novel by Stephen King recently, and there is a great example. So there was this woman who ended up in a hospital because she was like uh, abused by her husband and mm -hmm. a, a counselor came into her room, into her ward. And the first thing that counselor did is she showed her big scar that her husband had, you know, left on her. And by showing that oh. scar, she, she yeah, that, that was like just the same thing that you're talking about. Like she right. made herself relatable to that woman. And that opened up like great possibilities for a relationship between them, a counseling relationship. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I've I've had open heart surgery twice, and I've I've got a little bit of a scar left, and and you could depending on what I'm wearing, you can see that, and you know I'll I'll see people, and some people are very offended, and oh, you should cover that up, but other wow. people that have had the same surgery, and I'm like, it, it bothers you, turn your head, you know, I I have to live with this. You know, if it bothers you, just don't look, you know, but sure. other people who had the same surgery, it, it, it's comforting to them to see that, that I understand what they've been through because it's, it's a humongous, I mean, it's, it's a major recovery to, to recuperate from that kind of thing. So, I mean, I've, I've had other people come up and they'll say something to me just because they see that scar. So I understand exactly what you're talking about. Great example, actually. Good, good. So, and just. Let me take this minute to acknowledge you for what you went through with the surgery and this disease, which is, you said, the survival is 3%. Yeah, exactly. That's incredible. Well, and I joined a support group on Facebook just for people that have either been through that, have lost family members or friends to that, or, or that kind of thing, because it, it's, it's a space where you can go in and you can comment, and, like, everybody in that room gets it. You know, so it's yeah. it, it's it's nice to be around other people who truly do get what you're going through, whatever kind of situation it may be. True. So, okay, and and so last year you you were able to accomplish a lifelong dream. What was that? Because I know how cool it is to to uh, have a lifelong dream come true for you. Yeah, the, the lifelong dream was to to move from Russia to North America. Mm -hmm. Here, here I am. Yes. So you're you're just north of me now. You're in, you're in Canada. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, right. So are are you liking North American life? Yeah, absolutely. That that was the reason I liked it for I liked it for many years, but I was doing it on. Basically online. <laughs> I mean, right. not not in person. Right. And now I am able to do that to enjoy this lifestyle myself, the awesome. lifestyle and the culture. 
Well, congratulations. And, Thank and you. Yeah, that, that, was, that was a big accomplishment for me, and uh, I, I am very, very grateful for it. Although, although um, I, I did have to go through some challenges, including the fact that my 10-year-old son is back in Russia, and I miss him a lot. Oh, I imagine. Well, and, and you can't travel right now, but exactly. you've got technology. You've got technology, so you can you can see them, even if you can't be there. Not the same, though. Exactly, that's true. No, not the same. But it 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 is better than not being able to see them at all, though. So, all right. So let's let's see. Got some questions. Um, now a lot of people and being, being relationship coaches and that kind of thing, we definitely deal with this on a regular basis. And, and I mean, I, I know people, people I'm sure come up to both of us with this kind of a problem. When, when we talk to people that have marriages that have, have kind of run into problems and, and that kind of thing, what are some things that you would suggest to people that, that have a marriage that, that, that's had some problems that they might could do to um, turn things around and to save their marriage? What, what would your suggestions be? Well, there are quite a few things that I can actually do. And I think that the easiest and the, like, the most practical is to start talking to each other again. Yes. Create create a family tradition of let's say taking a walk after dinner and actually talking to each other for one hour. Wow, a whole hour. I like it. And yeah. and this this isn't just fluff talk and, and talking about kids or talking about work, right? You're talking about like real talking to each other. Yeah, yeah. It's okay to talk about kids and, you know, the household and work. For, for a few minutes, but then normally people, they do open up and they start sharing really deep things. Awesome. And and not their favorite TV show, right? <laughs> Look, um, it's it's okay to talk about the TV show. It's okay to talk about simple stuff. But, but, but the point is that even that will help, I believe. But, but with time... Someone- they should get to like something beyond the fluff stuff, though, right? Yeah, they, you will definitely you will. Maybe not okay. like maybe you will spend one week talking about TV shows and whatever, but then you'll get into more important stuff. And and it's also it's also okay to talk about TV shows. It's the, the I think the main thing about this is that you actually. Just you communicate for the sake of communication, for the sake of getting to know the other person, even if they talk about their favorite TV show. Okay, just just checking what kind of communication you want. All right, I'm I'm a big proponent of communicating, so I just 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 asking. Right now, I'm also very very fond of having boundaries okay and and communicating your boundaries to your spouse or significant other or or whoever the other person is in your you know your life now and and if 
and and once you've set these boundaries and you've communicated these boundaries to standing by these boundaries okay i figure if you if you have boundaries or when you have boundaries you have to um enforce the boundaries okay Set, setting boundaries and then not sticking by them is useless okay that's useless um i also really like the the concept of unconditional love i think enough people there there aren't enough people that really understand unconditional love and give unconditional love so i want to know tell, tell me what you think about this can you have unconditional love for someone and at the same time have set boundaries of your own and stick to those boundaries so can we actually have both of those things at the same time absolutely absolutely i don't i, I don't think that there is uh, there is any paradox in that although i i do know what you're talking about I've, I've had people tell me that you can't do both of those things and i think you can yeah so so you you agree with me that you can do both of those things at the same time absolutely yeah okay how can you do that let's think about an example so that we okay. can I like examples that's good well let's say a woman wants her man to open open the door for her let's say she wants when, when she gets out of the car right and she, oh she doesn't do that okay I like it and and this this isn't because he thinks she's weak and she can't open the door. This is because he's being kind, right? A gentleman, yeah. Woo! A gentleman. I love it. Okay, good. Let's go. That's good. I'm I'm okay. very much into, into into men being gentlemen. I I don't think it's because he thinks she's weak. I think I think guys can be gentlemen. I I, I wonderful. Okay, love it. All right. So the first thing is that for her to do is to set a boundary so she she tells him to open the door for her right okay then let's say he does it for a couple of times but then he stops he forgets about it okay and then she will enforce this just by reminding him about this but in a loving way okay i mean she'll say yeah by for example not saying that hey why did you stop to open the door for me no instead of that she can say you know th those couple of times that you opened the door for me you i felt i felt excited i felt really glad that you did this and then she loves him unconditionally she does what he wants she does she makes him feel loved and then well, he realizes, okay, she's giving me tons of unconditional love, and, you know, I want to reciprocate. How can I do that? And then he remembers, or she reminds him that he can be a gentleman and open the door. And that's when he opens the door. True. All I mean, right. she, she does enforce the boundary, but she does it in a loving way. I think that's that's the main idea, right? Not not in an angry way. 
Well, you know, there's there's so many ways to remind somebody of something, and and not like you idiot, you didn't open my door. There's no reason Absolutely. for that. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, or you know, there's I was I was talking to somebody the other month about you know it's in in like a family unit sometimes. People don't think about just showing kind consideration and respect for each other. And that drives oh, yeah. me up the wall. I, I grew up with that. I grew up around that. And over the years, it just drives me crazy when people don't just show respect for people that they care about. You know, and it just... I've become I'm I'm becoming much more intolerant of that kind of thing and it's just I I don't even know how to describe it it's just the kind of thing like I said I'm just I'm just getting to the point where I just I'm having a hard time putting up with it you know and it's it's just it's even just little things you know it's like excuse me and um that kind of thing that is just it's just showing a it's showing respect in just simple little ways for, for people you know that you're around all the time but not taking them for granted and that kind of thing it does it make any sense yeah it makes total sense and uh, we we do feel neglected in our relationships a lot because, you know, people do take us for granted. That's yeah. normal. That's like human condition. So I think that like speaking about a practical way to break through this is be a role model, be an example, show what you want other people to church. Yeah. Just show the behavior that you want to see in your partner. So let's say if you want to, if you want them to praise you, to acknowledge every little thing that you do, start doing that yourself. Tell your, let's say, tell your husband that he makes, like, he does so many great things for the family. Acknowledge all those things and the next thing you know, he will do the same for you. Hmm. Alright. Tell you what, how would you describe unconditional love? Okay, I tell you what, have a healthy unconditional love. I think that's even better. Okay, so the the description is simple. I believe that life equals unconditional love. Like the reality actually equals unconditional love because like like the, the reality is is built on on this concept and i think that actually what prevents us from having unconditional love is is the fact that we have ego and the more of an ego we have the more difficult it is to love unconditionally and the Speaking about this, like answering the second part of your question, I believe that it's very, very healthy. It's, it's not just healthy, I believe that's the only way to go in a relationship, to love unconditionally, in any relationship. 
in like even in 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 the relationships to material things this just the, the way I look at them I I do my best to give unconditional love to everything that I have in my life including material things because when I uh, I treat them with care I feel better I feel better about them and I feel better about myself so I think it's healthy the, in the, whether it's, it makes sense to love unconditionally for a long time when the other person treats you like a doormat, this is another question. So it's, it's, the question is how, how much time you're ready to, to love unconditionally. And I, and I, no, I normally say it's three months. Hmm. Until, I mean, until you see positive changes. So, for example, if a person comes to me for coaching and asks me, okay, so what should I say, love your partner unconditionally? And then they say, okay, how long should I do that before, like, expecting any results? And I tell them that try to do it for three months. Three months is usually, like, the, 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 best, the best period to see whether it works or not. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. There, there are very few people that I have felt truly love me unconditionally. Okay. Because just so, so many people just seem to have. I mean, loved me, yes, but there was conditions around their approval let's say they, yeah. they may have loved me to a degree but having their love and approval was a whole different ball game to say the least but interesting all right now you know you know when people are together especially when they're married and in a relationship how the passion seems to be at a fever pitch at the beginning and and may you know flame up at times but over over the long term, it may kind of, you know, not not be nearly as passionate. And, and passion's important. We like passion. So, Absolutely. well, I know I do. So, so what what are some suggestions for how to keep passion in a relationship? Because I, it seems to me that over the long term, we should be able to keep passion in a relationship. Do, do you agree? Yeah, I do agree. Even though it's difficult because, you know, the the hormone levels that we have at the beginning, they definitely decrease with time. So that's a biological thing. But we can we can actually resist it. And th there are a lot of ways. The one the ones that I like include so for example, you sit down and you just think together about the good memories that you had together, about the good moments. And every time you think about it, you actually like go back into that state that you were in back then, and you recreate the passion in yourself. Hmm. I, okay. I, I also like to, to you know to tell tell my clients to create memories. I mean, do something creative, romantically for your partner, and that will make both you and them feel better and feel passion because this is this is where it comes from 
then I also recommend creating a separate channel for all romantic communication. So you don't use it like your phone for for talking about romance uh, together with because you want to keep the phone or whatever messenger you use for your like you know everyday needs. You keep using it, but let's say create a separate email account that will use exclusively for romance. That's what I was thinking. A separate email account would be the easiest. <clears throat> yes. Okay. Yes. Or, then, or a separate Facebook account and use that message. Exactly. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Just a separate account. And one other tip is have a date every week, but make sure that you don't have to get home at any specific time. So let's say you get a babysitter and need to get, to get back at 9 p.m. No, no, that's not how it should work. It should be like without without this responsibility of getting back home so that you can go all in and let's say, well, get home at 4 a.m. Right. Interesting. Well, yeah, I mean, if you're going to have a date night, have a date night. I mean, come on. Yes. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. That, that's like these people when, when you tell them that one of the first signs there's a problem is you start stop kissing and and then you tell them that they need to start kissing again, and they do like these little wimpy pecks on the cheek. It's like no, 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 no. I mean, kiss each other, you know. Yeah. But yeah. If you're gonna do it, do it. But yeah, I like that, and I like the other other form of of communication or another avenue. I like that. That's very cool. Hmm. There you go. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. All right. It's, it's really just creates newness, right? Yeah. And newness, and and passion is all about newness because love, love is yeah, it's unconditional love. It's about you know, the well, yeah. But passion is really, really all about newness. And by doing all the things that were mentioned, yeah, you introduce newness. Right. Well, and, and you right. might even do to wear a wig on your date because then you feel like a new person. So, you know. Oh, yeah. 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 I, I, yeah. Actually, my ex-wife used to wear a wig on our on our dates. Yeah. That, that, that's a good one. Yeah. Like I said, did you know, then you feel like a new person and different person. And yeah. All right. All right. Now, this next question may land me in trouble with some people. <laughs> <laughs> you, you never know. You never know. How can and should you change your partner? <laughs> and, and should I say, should you change your partner? Yeah. And and we may disagree on your answer, so we'll we'll start with that. Okay. So my answer even though all situations are different, right? My, yeah. my general advice is, of course, not to change your partner because this will only create resentment, both first in them, in them because right. <laughs> you, don't want to, you don't want other people to stampede on you, even if that other person is, is your loved one. 
Right. And it, then it will create great resentment in you because you'll see that they're not changing and you will, yeah, you, you'll feel bad about it. And True. how to change your partner? <laughs> you know, the, the question doesn't really make sense to me because it uh, presupposes ma manipulation. Right, so you want yeah. to manipulate the other person into doing something that you want, and this makes no sense because you know we were talking about unconditional love, and this is the exact opposite of unconditional love because when we love unconditionally, we accept the reality as it is. That's yes. the but when we try to manipulate the reality, that's the opposite of unconditional love. Right. Right. Now, there may be some unhealthy things with a person, and we may have some unhealthy things that we need to, to work on, but that's, that's not changing. That's, how do we describe that? Boundaries. I think it's about boundaries. Yeah. Just, you know, yeah. setting them, letting them know, and then letting it go. Right, right. Exactly. Okay. But, yeah, it, I mean, when you want to make fundamental changes to a person, then the person's not right for you. That that's simple. But Absolutely. yeah, there there are certain things that we just know that it's it's not healthy for us personally for various reasons. That's that's a boundary. But yeah, okay. I, I'm just 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 testing you. Just just want to see what you say. <laughs> so, I can see I can see listeners going. What did she just say? <laughs> so, just keeping you on your toes, Roman. Just keeping you on your toes. All right, so why do you feel, or, or do you feel, that unconditional love is key to a healthy relationship? You know, I, while, while you think about it, I think, I think a person always feels that they're being tested or manipulated if there's always conditions to our love. You know, if a person feels that it's like, well, I'll love you if you blah, 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 blah. Or, you know, I would, I would love you more if blah, 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 blah. And I've, I've heard people say that. And I, I know of people in relationships that have done that. And it's you always feel that you're not good enough, that the person feels they're better than you. And like I said, you always feel like you're being tested or put down and that kind of thing. And that's just, that's, that's not healthy, that's manipulative, and wow, that's just, that's not good for either person at all. But I'll let you say what you want to say. Good. So, I, uh, to answer your question, I think that with unconditional love, we are actually able to give that the, the person the gift of feeling, you know, like they never felt in their life, the being accepted as they are without any conditions. I think this alone can heal love in so many ways. Oh, good point. Very true. There's, there's just something about unconditional love and acceptance. You know, it's, it's amazing. <clears throat> it is. It is. Well, and, and I've got a program called Love, Accept, and Respect Yourself. 
and you know once once you can feel that you love love yourself accept yourself as you are and respect yourself that's amazing and then you're you're in such a position to love and accept another person it's just and and being non-judgmental about yourself it's an amazing situation exactly exactly okay now what should a person do if they realize they're in a toxic relationship that's a whole show right there <laughs> you know I, I think I already mentioned this my general approach is to recommend uh, practicing unconditional love for three months and okay. if if things don't change yeah, live the relationship right if if they start to see the signals of a toxic relationship would you would you tell them to hold out for three months or to get out sooner normally I think that three months is is the best time frame for this the the only reason to get out earlier is is if you had tried this for like you know before you started seeing me as a coach and you already yep. tried it for maybe for half a year and it makes no sense to go go for another three months that's what I'm saying okay so yeah I'm just, I would recommend I'm, for them to get out okay I'm just saying if it if it's really toxic if it's I would really toxic yeah 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 but I mean if if it's really bad I, I would tell them to to get a plan and say I mean you've got to safely get out because there's, there's so many things that that if you're if you're not careful and don't do it safely can be very bad yeah but um, disastrous yeah 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 okay now <laughs> this next question is easily a show within itself but well you know we'll we'll see okay. how can a person in a relationship that that may not be happy avoid cheating because that can that can be very tempting if you're not happy and your needs aren't being met for various reasons or there, there's a whole lot of reasons people decide to cheat but how can they avoid cheating they cannot get in a relationship but but if they're already in a relationship how can they avoid cheating Well, I would say if you want to avoid cheating, right? If you want to avoid cheating, okay, uh, I I would get a coach. Okay, I think that's the easiest way. And uh, if you don't want to get a coach for the for this, you can you can increase your standards, like more moral values, moral standards, by just by reading about it. Reading about what? reading about infidelity reading about standards well let's say I have a client who is very religious and uh, it helps him to actually study the, the the Jewish text in order not to like think about infidelity not to think about porn and masturbation okay so by reading those religious books, religious texts, by studying them, 
by paying attention to them, by making this like work very conscious, he is under a lower risk of infidelity. Okay. Okay, that that will work for some people. I I know a lot of people that are very religious that have gotten into all kinds of situations. But that that's that I guess that that's two or three or four or five shows. But hmm. um oh you know, we were mentioning earlier taking our partners for granted. Right. So let's let's dig into that a little bit more. Why is it important not to take a relationship or your partner for granted? That that's because feeling significant or feeling important is is crucial, is a very crucial need that we all humans share, and your partner wants to feel significant. If that's you don't. That's why we call it a significant other, right? Wow, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> and they they want us to praise them. They want us to communicate our plans to them. They want us to ask their opinion. So they want they they want to be able to see that they are important to us. And if we don't get them to feel that importance, that's why that's when they feel that they are taken for granted. And they stop putting their best foot forward. You know, and I think it's not just verbally telling them, but showing them through our actions. You know, because yes. it's it's easy to say the words, well, for most people, but also showing them through the things we do and how we treat them. And for a lot of people, that can be harder. Um. Because, I mean, if, in, and I grew up around this too, watching a partner treat other people better than they treat their spouse can be very difficult. Absolutely. And it's really, really bad if your children see a husband or wife treating other people better than they treat the other parent. And so it's a really, really bad example. Um, so, you know, like I said, no matter, no matter what you say, your actions and your words need to match each other. Yeah, you know, walk the talk. Yeah. 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 That, I mean, that should be clear, but, you know, it, it doesn't, not always, not always does that happen. So, um well, a lot of things, I mean, that that also brings up the point that, that you know, we need to remember for for parents um, that your your kids are watching. They are watching, and number one way that kids are learning how to have a relationship when they grow up is watching their parents. You know, they're, they're going to learn from other things and, you know, from their friends and, and relatives and all, all these others and the Internet, unfortunately. You know, but, but the, the number way they're, they're learning how to have relationships and how to interact with other people is watching their parents. So what 
are they learning by watching you and your significant other? You know, it, it's it's something to think about. So, yeah, totally. Um, now, if if we have a partner that has been through some sort of trauma, has had bad relationships before, had uh, problems through their childhood, either with parents, other people, how can we help them or heal them with unconditional love? Yeah, just by expressing it. And it means you give them the listening ear. You you listen to them. You ask them very, very deep questions that help them open up and share a lot of deep things. You show them support in everything that they do around that topic. So, for example, if they want to see a psychologist or a psychiatrist, you you support them, even if that costs a lot. You, well, you show you show them that you you will you will be there for them, whatever happens. So you give them that that certainty, like this. Yeah, these are a few ways. Okay. Now. Do you feel that people need a relationship? <laughs> I don't know. It's up to them. It's up. To, every every person is different. Someone, That's you know, someone could get a divorce and then say, "Okay, I'm I'm not having any relationships anymore. I am done with relationships." Right. Right. And someone else might be might might have been um, alone. I mean, without a partner for 10 years, and they crave a relationship. So it's different. But in, if, like, if we look at this need for love and connection as a very basic need, I do believe that we all have it. But, you know, we just have it to a different degree. Someone needs tons of love from their, like, from their spouse, from their kids, from their extended family. And someone else might, you know, be okay with like a connection to their to their community or to their dog and that's it do you think that society and by extension our families make it more difficult for us to not have a relationship you, you know it depends on the society because let's say let's take western culture i think it uh it, it, it actually oftentimes makes relationships um, more difficult because um, I, I, I want to say that it, it, in the recent years, I believe it has devalued relationships through a lot of things like, like feminism, demasculinizing men. Whereas in other, in other cultures, it's totally different. Well, well let's, let's take Middle East. In those cultures, they place huge value on relationships, and so they actually want they they want people to have great relationships. Interesting. I figured since since you came from a different area, you might have a different perspective on that. But right. um, yeah, 
Interesting. But yeah, Western culture is wreaking havoc on relationships. But um, yeah, it, wow. It's something else over here, <laughs> to say the least. But and, and yeah, the, the demasculinization of men in, in this country has gotten to ridiculous proportions. But I, I can tell you that it, it's, it's kind of eased up in the last 10 or 15 years. But when I was a teenager and in my 20s, the, the pressure to be married if you were female was insane. But yeah, like I said, it's, it's eased up. But um, it, uh, wow, it was something else at that point. It's like, okay, my life, not yours. <laughs> you know? so. Right, 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 right. And yeah, we can see it in like in the in the number of kids and families, it has gone it has gone down like dramatically, right? Yeah. From like five five kids on to one or zero. Yeah, it really has. It's uh, it, it's it's kind of strange how things it, things have changed drastically in the last like thirty years. Yeah, very quickly. That's true. Yeah, well, I, in thirty years, I mean, I'm. I, I know to millennials that seems like a lifetime because it is, but it's it's really strange how much has changed in that short a period of time. True. But it's uh, it's interesting. So now, and 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 you put this on your list, so I'm allowed to talk to you about this. <laughs> um, some of the problems and issues that led to your divorce that you might be willing to share to the listeners and how they can avoid them. What what would some of those issues be? Because, I mean, the there's always... One was, okay, go ahead. The first one was definitely workaholism. So I, I was a workaholic, and I spent too much time working and too little time taking care of my wife and my kid. Okay, that's a, that's a common one, too. Yeah, exactly. I know. Now I know. Yeah. The second thing was my perfectionism. So I was, I was very judgmental of myself and also of my ex-wife. So I, I tried to impose my expectations, my standards on her, and that didn't end well at all. I can see that. Okay. And the, I guess the third component was, was just by. Uh, inability to give her the presence that she wanted, the attention that she wanted, because I, I thought that, okay, now I had this area of my life, like, taken care of, and I don't, I don't need to invest any, any time or any attention into actually being a good husband, so I, I would never take her to a date, I would never sit down with her to have a meaningful conversation, so she was missing that, that attention component. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, so you, you checked off the box because you were married, but it didn't need any more attention at this point. Exactly. Ah, that's interesting. Okay. So so check the box and moved on kind of thing. Exactly, exactly. That That's, that, that's the wrong mindset coming into a relationship. Because a relationship requires a lot of work. Yeah, like basically, just like a business, you can't stay stagnant in your business. If you're, right. if you're staying stagnant, it means that you are actually deteriorating in your business. And the same thing with a relationship. Well, I, think, I think 
plenty of people do that, though. They focus so hard on finding somebody, and then they focus so hard on planning the wedding and all this kind of stuff, but don't realize there's a whole lot of work after that, you know. Um, uh, a marriage and, and building a life doesn't just fall into place. You you have to make that happen, you know. Um, yes, and that's exactly why people have to have the actual marriage, the wedding ceremony, not in the beginning of the relationship, but let's say 10 or 20 years down the road. <laughs> See, it should come as a reward, as a reward, and they should be able to have it, like, because they proved that they can actually be together. Well, that's an interesting theory. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so so that's, that the, 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 that's how you cap it off at the end, huh? Interesting. Yeah. You need to write a book about that. That's fascinating. That's I like that. Okay. Huh. So so the the end pri the goal the goal at the end is the marriage. Okay, that's interesting. <laughs> and I thought this wasn't gonna be a controversial show. <laughs> interesting. I've I've truly never had a guest suggest suggest that before. That's interesting. Huh. Okay. So I think I think you had an offer for my listeners. Yeah, absolutely. If uh, if you go to my website, which is www.romanmirrornow.com, spelled as R O M A N M I R O N O V, you can hit the contact tab and contact me for a for no fee session, coaching session, and if you mention that you're coming from Nikki's podcast, I will be more than happy to give you a 30% discount. Awesome. Well, that is very appreciated. Thank you very much. And I'll have a replay of the uh, show tonight, and I will also have information about Roman and links to his website. And thank you very much for being here. I enjoyed getting to talk to you this hour. And listeners, I'll be with you next time on Ready for Love Radio.